Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 132. Hello and welcome to Straight and Curly. We've had a very short break between seasons and we're ready to just kick straight off. So Kelly and I usually have a bit of a chat before we start recording, but today Kelly was like, no, I want everyone to hear about my recommendation of the week. (laughs) So just start recording and I'll tell you all about it then. So Kelly is very excited about her recommendation of the week. Uh, What is it, Kel? Well, it is trail walking because yes, this is if Normally we kick off a season with what have you been up to? What have you been doing in the last month or so? But um, I am fresh back from Tassie. Uh, like just yesterday or so, like right? Like yesterday, yes. Wow. I am super fresh back from Tassie. And, um, yes, while the it was, it was a bit of a weird one because I um, – <clears throat> Like I was with a friend, um, aunt's best friend, a couple more than a couple months ago, and I, it was like one of those uh, catch up for coffees where I just sit and cry for an hour, and my poor friend sits there and oh, listens gosh. to me. Um, it was really lovely, but um, so and he is, kind of this is aunt's best friend, yeah, who's my friend as well, but um, yeah, so we had organised a catch up, and yeah, and then I just cried to him for an hour, and I was like, oh, well, that was <laughs> it was good for me, was it good for you? Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, he kind of said towards the end of that conversation, he's like, you know, is there something you can organize that's just for you, not for the kids, not for anybody else. That's just something that you can go and do. And I was like, well, you know, I've always, there's, I used to, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I've always been really jealous of Sarah Wilson's Instagram feed because every single weekend she seems to be going off on a hike on the weekend totally. like, and she wears those same little green hiking yeah, shorts every same single time short. yeah and she goes off by herself and she hikes for hours on the weekend and it looks and to me like that is just bliss but um that's just ne- it's not accessible to me for a couple of reasons one like the only time I could do it is when she does it on the weekends but yeah. I like for us um even you know before aunt died after aunt died same thing um that's just always been our family time and we protect that really really heavily um but then also like unlike Sarah who seems to be able to just go and hike for hours in random places by herself and be completely comfortable with it or maybe she's not comfortable with it but she likes pushing that boundary like I just I can't relax out on a trail by myself oh my god me neither what's your what's your reason why are you scared you're going to get attacked or are you scared you're going to get lost (laughs) No, I don't care about getting okay. lost. I can, uh, mobile coverage is so good now. I, and also I just go like, you know what, just walk in a straight line for long enough, you're going to either get to the coast or a road. <laughs> like, or you just Yeah, actually, yeah, not not wrong in Australia. Yeah. I mean, we, my friend and I have gotten lost before and we just finally made it to a road and we like, there was all these houses and we picked the one that looked least like a serial killer house. We're like, this one has like a white picket fence and roses and like, there's just no way a serial killer lives there. So, That's yeah. actually very astute. I know a lot about serial killers and they very <laughs> yes. rarely have picket fences and roses. <laughs> That's right. They do other things, but don't have those things. No. So yeah, I back, yeah, I'm not afraid of getting lost at all. Um, it was actually really funny. My friend and I went for a hike. Um, well, we went on um, Aunt and my anniversary, so that was kind of my way of dealing with that day. And it was so funny because it was like a 16K hike in a place where you really couldn't get lost. But both of us, like she brought like a, um, you know, one of those 
space blanket type things. I bought enough food for like three days and (laughs) it was really funny. So, yeah, getting lost, not a drama, but, yeah, getting attacked by some random person who – you know, because people definitely hang out on trails waiting for Well, that's where you're going to find the serial killers, not in the houses with the picket <sighs> fences. They're going to be on walking trails. Well, there you go. That's right. So, yes, yeah, so I've never been able to indulge this desire to go solo trail walking ever because of, you know, those two main barriers. Anyway, so I had, you know, I've been following these people on on Facebook for a while called Life's an Adventure and it's a, you know, a walking tour company um, and just like, you know, going one day I'm going to do one of their walking tours when they went going to do one of their walking tours because what they do is, you know, obviously it's in a group um, or you've got a group um, and because the other thing is I'm not one for carrying my whole life on my back and <laughs> camping and doing all of that either. Like I want to carry a day pack, go for a lovely walk, um, and then sleep in a bed that night. Yeah, sleep somewhere decent. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they do. Um, so, yeah, I'd earmarked these tours years ago and then finally I was like, you know what, okay, so my friend Stu was like, yeah, you, know, you should do something for you. And I'm like, well, maybe this is the opportunity to finally do one of these walking tours that I've been wanting to do for years and years. So I booked it. I booked one and I booked it in Tassie because at the time I was thinking, What's the furthest I can get away from Perth but still be in Australia? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Tassie. Tassie will do it. Have you been Tazzy to Tassie will- before? Oh, yeah, you have, haven't you? That's where yeah. Anne proposed, right? That's right. So I booked it in Tassie going, where's the furthest I can get away from Perth? But then, and you know, and so the tour is exactly what I hoped. You know, it gave me something on the horizon to look forward to and it was kind of pulling me through the year. Um but then it got to like about a week out and all of a sudden I got like this massive cold feet. I was like, you know, I, I don't want to be away from the kids. Um, I think I got overwhelmed by logistics of the kids, to be honest, but um, I didn't want to be away from them. And then I was like, why am I going to Tassie? Like that's where we got engaged. That's where, you know, Aunt just loved that place. He wanted to move there eventually. Um, that's so, probably why you well, were drawn to yeah. Tassie. I don't know, but yeah, I just got really discombobulated and I was like hoping like the plane flight would be delayed or just, I was just hoping something would stop me getting there. And then just the irony of it was just like both flights, I flew to Melbourne and then down to Tasmania um, or down to Hobart um, and both flights were like early like even I was saying to a friend like even boarding the plane I've never seen planes board so efficiently (laughs) in my entire life it was like these planes boarded in two seconds like what is going on here you know because the last couple of trips I've had have been like very delayed and very painful um and annoying so I was just like okay so I guess I'm meant to go to Tassie um and yeah and then I also got a little bit of cold fleet because I was like I don't know anybody on this tour and I'm not so good with people I don't know at the best of times and this is not the best of times. Uh, but, absolutely um, not. And like you just you just don't have the mental energy for like like you I mean, I love you, Kel, but you're rubbish at small talk. Like you're so oh, bad. I know. <laughs> And I'm such a slow burn. Like everyone who knows me well now, they're like, man, you were hard work at the start. And I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. I just, I, you know, but having said all of that, you know, I kind of, yes, yeah, so despite wanting things to get in the way of me getting to this tour, nothing got in the way. Obviously it was all very smooth. And, um, and you know what, in the end it was, Fine. I seem to have developed some social skills over the past few years. Oh, my God, amazing. <laughs> um, so I am now able to do small talk. And, and, yeah, and I was like, how do I approach this whole 
dead husband thing, you know, and in the end I was just like, you know, I'm just going to say it straight up when I start talking to someone, like not like in the first sentence, of course, but like, just give them a minute. Early, early in the piece, like, because usually one of the first things is like, well, you know, what brings you here? And I'm like, well. Well. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, everybody on the tour, they were so lovely. Um, they were, Nobody was like, whoa, dead husband, I can't talk to you. It was just, it was really, yeah. And so the people were really lovely and and also like, you know, we were on the, you know, if we were on the bus or something, I was just sitting by myself and I don't know. I think everybody kind of just kept themselves. There was a group of people who were quite happy to keep to themselves or keep wonderful. happy. Yeah, I know. Happy to keep to the, you know, the other person that they were with. Um, so there weren't any kind of like overbearing personalities. So I don't know, you know, whoever created this group for me in the, you know, the universe, thanks universe. Um, it was just a really lovely group of people. Um, and then actually the, and then, okay, so to my recommendation of the week, sorry, it's a really long prelude, but um yeah, just being out on beautiful trails, but quite technical trails. So you can't, they're not wide open trails where you can kind of amble along and look around you. Like you kind of have to look down at where your foot's going next pretty much the whole way. Um, and then every so often, like you might get to a cliff face and then a vista opens in front of you and you stop and appreciate the view. But then when you start walking again, you've got to look back down at where's my foot going next? Where's my foot going next? And it actually was amazing because I I couldn't think because I could only think, where's my foot going next? Where's my foot going next? So it was like kind of hours and hours of mindfulness, like like moving mindfulness. Yeah. And it was just, it was so lovely. And also like they were quite happy for me to just take off and walk by myself um, and I felt comfortable doing that because I knew that people were right there behind me on the track. Um, So I felt completely safe and it was so I got my like solo walking experience that I've been craving for so, so long and, oh, my God, it was just, it was so lovely and it was, yeah, it was just the walking experience was everything like I hoped it would be and I have this like now that I'm home, I just had this deep, deep craving to get back out on the trails by myself and just walk and not be thinking about anything but where's my foot going next? Where's my foot going next? And, you know, the irony is not lost on me that that's kind of how I'm getting through life at the moment. I was, yeah. what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? You know, don't look too far ahead. But, um, yeah, so I highly, highly recommend to people that, you know, if you've never given trail walking a go, give it a go. It's it's and you know or you don't have to do it like me where I just want to be by myself. You know you do. I've gone trail walking with friends and it's that's also amazing because you just have kind of when you're out for four hours with somebody, you have much better converse and you're moving. I just yeah. find you have the most incredible conversations that you just don't get to if you're having a coffee with them at a cafe or you know sticking a couple of bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah, it's just a totally different quality of conversation and um, it's just really lovely. So. Um, Yes, there you go. That's a very, very long <laughs> entry to this to this episode, and that's a very, very long recommendation of it. What's no, yours, I Carl? love it. <laughs> Mine is uh, Flow. It's an app called Flow by Moleskin. And full disclosure, Ben made the app um, for Moleskin, and it actually won an Apple Design Award. So it's a very, very good app. Um, nice. But I've I have wanted to draw kind of forever really, but I've always been really bad at it. Like 
super, super terrible. Like I would just make heaps of mistakes and then I'd have to erase it and then the paper would get all gummy and then I'd get annoyed that I'd have to start again or I'd, you know, draw something and then I wouldn't have room to draw this other thing. And then and just it was the starting again that I really didn't like about drawing. So I never kind of got into a good flow, so to speak, of drawing. And then I've for a while been wanting to do like pictograph kind of content on yeah. Smaggle just because it's a very um, digestible and very shareable and just neat way of presenting ideas that I can't always do through my writing. And also the ty- the style of writing that you and I do is um, not inclusive to everyone because it, we, we tend to you know, rabbit on a little bit and kind of go deep into thought and that kind of stuff. And I think that sometimes when you have things that are just a little bit more simple and a bit more punchy, that can kind of resonate with more people. And it's the same idea. It's just presented differently. So I was like, yeah, I I really want to do this. And Ben sat me down with his iPad and said, you know, have a go. And I did it. And I really, really love it. Like I've been most nights just kind of doing a little pictograph thing, just doing little illustrations and little bits and pieces. And you can see them on my Instagram um, at Smaggle. I've done a few there and yeah, I've just been really enjoying it. And it's really proper immersive mindfulness, as you were saying before, like it's a different (laughs) kind of, because like I crochet, um, but I moved out of the mindful phase with crochet a very long time ago and now it's, it's just, just automatic isn't it it's automatic there's no mindfulness in it whatsoever like I can have full conversations with people I can't have you know people sitting around my kitchen bench drinking wine and I'm crocheting the whole time and not even looking at my hands like it's not yeah crocheting's not mindful anymore but the the drawing absolutely is and it just it's fully immersive and I've been loving it um and also this is not sponsored at all but I told Ben that it was going to be my recommendation of the week and he said that if you have an eye iPad and pencil, because you need to have both of those things in order to use the app. So the Apple Pencil, if you would like to try it, um, you can email me contact at carlyjacobs.com and he will give you a free month. So give it a go. It's really good, particularly if drawing never came to you naturally because you made lots of mistakes and had to start again. Because with Flow, you can just erase things and cut things out and move them around. And it's just, it's excellent. So yeah. Oh man, I'm so like when I saw your first one, I was like, I was so jealous because I'm like, oh my god, I've been wanting to do this for ages. <laughs> and I, I got an, um, I got new iPads for the kids, but really ones from you know Mia and I share one. And I got an Apple Pencil, and I got I downloaded Procreate on some for that very reason, like because I just love that whole thing of putting words together with images. Like I'm so fascinated by it. I've, all the people I follow on Instagram do this in some way and I'm constantly studying how they do it because I just love how those things work together and I aspire to it. But, of course, my perfectionism gets in the way. You've got to let go of that. I know. Really and, then, <laughs> and it's kind of like when you put your first one up, I was like, oh, my God, Carly beat me to the thing that <laughs> I've been wanting to do for ages and she's done it because she has not let, I'm not saying your things aren't perfect, but I'm just saying like you've just you've just done it and it's fine. It's so good and I'm too busy going, oh, I like that, you know, that line should be what, one millimetre over and it's not as perfect as this other person's one and it's very inspiring, Carl's, and it just Thank gave you. me the. <laughs> and I, and I'm not sure if that's a back. I'm not sure if that's a backhand compliment. It's not intended to be. No, that way. no, it's not at all. And <laughs> I was like, my like my my drawing style is um, very childish, and 
it's but kind it's, of scrappy. It's so, but and- it's so you. Like it's, <laughs> I looked at it and went like, that is just Carly. And and if you, like when I study all the other people whose stuff I really like, it, it like when I look very closely at it, I go, this is actually really simple. I just, and there's, yeah, there's not a lot of rocket science to this. Um but, and they've just done it. They've just put it out there. They're not thinking too much about it. So, yes, you've inspired me to get over that particular hump and I'm now going to download this app, see if it's um, easier than Procreate. Oh, I mean, sure yeah, Procreate's no, um, Procreate's great, but Flow was mainly designed so that you don't have to think about it. And there's all these, like, I can, I'll, I'll try and do like a, um, a tutorial for you. Yes. Like I'll, I'll film something for you and show you all the the different bits and pieces. Cause I'm really lucky. Cause I have the designer literally sitting next yes. to me <laughs> while I'm doing it, but it's, it's so fun. And I'll get you to download it and just give it a go. Like my first thing that I put out there, I was like, Oh my God, that's so bad. And <laughs> even, even now that I've done like 10 of them, I even look at my first <laughs> one compared to my 10th one. I'm like, I cannot believe I actually published that first one. It was just a <laughs> dog's breakfast but um yeah really yeah I, I really highly recommend it and look how mindful we're being this episode Kelly. I know like already I we haven't know. even gotten to our tips for the episode so okay so we said this episode doesn't go for an hour yeah um we shall scurry on to our because I have a random thing of the week as well that oh, I have to fun. share so what is your random thing of the week Carl? Okay, so my random thing of the week, I wasn't sure if I'd actually mentioned this on the podcast before, but we it just reminded me of it and it is such a cool story. I had to share it. So Ben and I are about to upgrade our Apple Watches. We got the first gen ones. So they're basically obsolete now. You you know, yeah. I mean they still they still work, but they don't do any of the awesome cool stuff. So we were going, you know what? Like, and he needs them for work anyway, and he needs one in each size, which is convenient because I get the smaller one. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, well, we're going to upgrade. And then I was, um, so we've been saving up all of our like credit card points for years, and now we've got enough for each of us to buy a watch. And we've started this weird tradition where we earn our Apple Watch money in a weird way. Like it's money oh, that yeah, we didn't right. earn. So like, you know how you, you get like a bonus or maybe you do a job for someone that you wouldn't ordinarily do it for, or, you know, your grandma randomly gives you a thousand dollars or something like that. Like yeah. you, just, a, just a weird pocket of money is how we always end up paying for our watches. And how, yeah. I, how I paid for my first one is hilarious. So I, this was, this would be six or seven years ago back when, you know, Facebook actually showed people things. Yeah. <laughs> I it was around Christmas time and I put an affiliate link for glitter poo pills from Etsy. So they're these little pills that you swallow and they're supposedly supposed to make your poo glittery. And I thought I mean, this that was, is that is everything Carl. I know <laughs> this right is the most smaggle thing ever. I know, yeah. right? I was like <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. So I got and I just I don't even know why I made it an affiliate link. I think I had just <laughs> become an Etsy affiliate and I was like, oh I'll just put an affiliate link and see what happens. So this thing went so viral that I made it fifteen hundred dollars. Oh my God. From this one link. <laughs> from that one link. And also the glitter poo pills were like six dollars or something. Like that's how so- you sold like yeah. thousands, thousands and thousands of them. <laughs> and so I cashed out. It was $1,500. And so I bought myself an Apple watch that I am still wearing today. So my glitter poo pill money is what paid for my last Apple watch. And I just thought everyone would find that very hilarious. Oh my God. That's amazing. And it's, it makes my, well, I, my random thing <laughs> thing really stupid, but I went away with some girlfriends um, a few weeks ago and they demanded 
that when, because I said, oh, you know, they're like, you have to talk about us on the podcast. This is not normal. Um, and I was like, well, you know, we're not recording right now. So too bad. And they're like, when do you start back recording? And they followed me up the other day. So, okay. So I said, all right, I will talk about. So <laughs> when I need my shoes for the next day, so like my running shoes or whatever, I put them on the dining room table so that they're ready. <laughs> for the next day right so I have taken so we had been for a walk and then I knew I needed my walking shoes for the next day so I put them on the dining room table of this place that we were staying and then my one of my friends comes along and she goes why are Kelly's shoes on the dining room table and she puts them off the dining room table and down on the floor and then I've come past and gone why are my shoes on the floor (laughs) put them back on the she was so disgusted she was like Kelly what are you doing shoes are disgusting they do not belong on dining tables and I'm like how am I supposed to know where my shoes are for the next day on my dining room table, the kids' clothes from school, my exercise gear and all our shoes. And this is to me where shoes go. So I'm guessing from your reaction that this is Okay. This is is wrong for a variety of reasons. It's the most unkelly thing I've ever heard in my life, putting shoes on a table. I don't know where, why you thought that was a good idea. But also it's so unkelly of you to put your shoes on a dining room table of a place that you were sharing with other people. Like, <laughs> that's what are you putting them on how, how am I supposed to know where they are? But what, what do you just see them next to the table? Put your clothes on the table, that's fine. Put your shoes next to the table on the floor, Kelly. <laughs> Goodness they can't see them down there. Oh, oh my god! I think it's is... like a safety blanket thing. Like I, I see the shoes on the dining room table, and I go, "Ah, oh, I'm all organized for tomorrow." But I can look. I can understand <laughs> your thought logic and the compartmentalization <laughs> of needing to have the shoes right next to the clothes. I definitely understand that. But also, shoes are gross. Like, don't put them on the table. <laughs> what is wrong with you? But I just insane. think my shoes are quite clean. <laughs> they're not dirty. My God, the underneath of the shoes? <laughs> no, they're not dirty. I would never put dirty shoes oh on the Oh, my table. God, you are hilarious. Well, <laughs> Kelly's friends, if you're listening to this, I'm with you 100%. That is very, that's weird behaviour in general and exceptionally weird behaviour for Kelly. So <laughs> Your reaction's pretty spot on to my friend's reaction. <laughs> They will be very gratified <laughs> to hear. And I'm sure everyone in the group will also let me know that their displeasure at being so off-brand as to be putting shoes on a dining Extraordinarily table. off-brand. <sighs> All right. So um, topic of the week is how to have good energy even when you're exhausted. And this is obviously very pertinent to Carly and my own situations right now because, like, when you are battling grief um that's exhausting yeah okay I'm not going to speak for anybody else battling grief I'm just going to speak for myself because I don't know anybody else's experience but all I know is I'm exhausted all the time like it's just really tiring it takes a lot of energy to show up every day while you know keeping the reins on like everything that you know goes with 
having lost your partner. So that's hard. Um, but you, Carly, you're in your first year of a baby. And that too is very exhausting and it tiring. Is, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, so in short, we're both exhausted as you know. As you can tell from our hysterics in this episode already. Um, also because we record at night now, so we're both yes. just like done by the time yeah. we record. It's, it's like I, at the end of the day is not my best time mm-hmm. um, um, and neither is yours. But oh, actually, no, you're all right at night. But, oh, um, not since the baby. I Not since yeah. the baby. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so, you know, we're both exhausted, but we have to show up with good energy each day for our kids and our partners and our clients and, you know, the poor souls who come into contact with us. <laughs> um, so that's what we're going to try and share tips on today is, you know, how you just be, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person going just because you're tired doesn't mean you have to act tired um, <laughs> and be a jerk. No, it's just more, we're just trying to give some tips for feeling completely exhausted, but still being able to show up and have good energy in the end light of that. So Carly, you go with your first tip. So my first similar tip, to mine. a lot of ours line up, which is not surprising, uh, but my first yeah. one is to protect your sleep. I don't always get as much as I'd like because I really love my evenings when Hattie goes down to sleep and Ben and I can just do our own thing. But before we had our baby, we would frequently stay up until 1am and now I'm rarely awake past 10.30. Like 10.30 is my <laughs> absolute limit. And I know you're laughing at me because 10.30, <laughs> you're just kind of like, mate, I've been asleep for like three hours. <laughs> <Two by hours. laughs> but I'm just laughing because I know how early 10.30 is for you. It's like that is so early. So early. It's, yeah. like your, it's like my 7.30. It is. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, <clears throat> So, yes, I I said something similar. I'm very militant about sleep. I have experienced any number of times this year where if if I fall behind on sleep or if I have a couple of bad nights in a row, everything just goes to pieces very, very quickly. Um, So I've gotten very – so I've always been militant about sleep. I've always had very, very strong sleep routines. Um, But, yeah, now even more so and to the point where, like, I've pretty much needed pharmaceutical help to sleep this entire year and I have I make no apologies for that I'm just just, like that's just yeah aunt died right not before yeah correct yeah so I don't that's totally fair enough sorry I was just curious yeah yeah no yeah so that's it it's since yeah since aunt died I basically can't fall asleep on my own like I've tried all the things I've always done to do so but for whatever reason well not for whatever reason for an obvious reason yeah um I just, and my problem has always been falling asleep. Like once I'm asleep, I actually stay asleep, but the getting to sleep for me is a problem. And of course, everyone knows the longer you lie there, not falling asleep, the more panicky you get. So now I just, you know, all prescribed by my doctor. We keep revisiting it every three months. Um, But yeah, I make no apologies for whatever I need to do to get to sleep. I, I do it and I kind of, recommend that if someone's in a similar position to me and you know they're kind of fighting through going no I'm not going to use drugs to fall asleep like the problem is it if you don't sleep well it just builds it builds and builds and builds and builds and you you kind of can't you need to break the cycle so even if you just use something to break the cycle and then just to take the edge off yeah because otherwise you're just digging a huge hole for yourself so Yes. So your second tip, which is again, same as mine, but you go. 
um, exercising and eating well. So we, um, I look, I, I definitely haven't been exercising as well or eating as well as I have in the past, but I'm not doing too badly. Uh, you know, just because sometimes we eat sort of weird food because it's all that's in the house. And that's not even because of Harriet half the time. It's because we live quite far away from shops and sometimes we just don't have stuff in the house. So, and, and, you know, we didn't get time to go to the shops or that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I've, we've recently started eating dinner with Harriet at 6 PM and then I've been Mm -hmm. fasting from kind of 6.30 until midday the next day. And I've been squeezing in 30 minutes of exercise every day as well. And usually what I do is I uh, get up in the morning and I start my day at kind of 7.30, 8 o'clock. Ben gives Harriet breakfast and takes her to go get a coffee. Then he comes home, puts her down for her nap and starts his day. And then when she wakes up from her nap, that's when I take my break and I eat lunch and then take her to daycare and then do a 30-minute workout. So I'm able to kind of squeeze all the things that I need to squeeze in in the day in that way. Um, but yeah, if I don't eat well and if I don't exercise, everything falls apart. I, my mood is just appalling. My body doesn't feel good. Uh, it, I, yeah, exercise. I just, I need it. It, it has to happen. Yeah. Well, that's what I found, um, recently. So kind of like earlier this year when Aunt died, lots of like the people at school were cooking for me. <laughs> um, yeah, the parents at school covered off like the whole first term that's of meals. Amazing which was so amazing. Particularly and for you because you hate cooking. <laughs> I, I know. And um, and I just was eating every, like every, people kept saying to me, are you eating, are you eating? Because I, I lost a bit of weight and um, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm eating. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I'm doing. Um, I am eating all my emotions right now. Um, but I wasn't putting on any weight. But, of course, what that did was it got me into a very terrible habit of eating, eating whatever you food. want. And, of course, it got to the point where, oh, right, now, like, my body's not in full grief mode anymore. Yeah. Oh, like, and I just, yeah. So then I started to feel pretty gross and sluggish and all my allergies are acting up. My gut was not happy with me. Um, so yeah, so just really recently I kind of did a bit of a reset. I've gone back to, you know, really, um, proper 16, eight intermittent fasting. I've gone heavy on the five cups of veggies each day Mm. in that time. Um, yeah, cut out all kind of sources. So, So of course all my, allergies have cleared up, everything, my gut is working properly again. And I just feel so much better. And because I feel so much better, I can come at the day with much better energy. My mood is better, as you said. So I think, yeah, people don't realize how much our food and our movement is so closely linked to our mood. And it's almost almost impossible to have a good mood if those things are a bit off. Oh, absolutely. and but conversely, like you know, as I said, you can I can be quite exhausted, but still have quite good energy for my kids and for the people around me if I'm eating well, sleeping well, and and exercising. So yeah, that eat, sleep, exercise, eat, sleep, move kind of thing. It, I just think there's such three key pillars for just good life, but certainly for showing up when you're pretty tired. Well, like just for example, on the weekend, I because Ben and I. Um, 
we are basically quite isolated where we live and we don't really see a lot of other people, mainly because we're still new here and also because we've got a kid and sort of, you know, we can't leave her at home. So we spend a lot of, we spend most of our time alone. Um, And we, but we have a lot of friends come to stay and we had some of Ben's friends come and stay on the weekend and they're lovely. And we cooked what we would normally cook for them for dinner. We didn't have dessert. We didn't have anything like that. Um, I had a few pieces of chocolate that was a little bit higher in sugar. It was still dark chocolate, but it was a bit more sugary than I'd normally have. And I had maybe three to four glasses of wine over, I'd say like a five or six hour period. And I felt like rubbish the next day, like absolute rubbish. And, you know, that would have been a very normal Saturday night for me kind of two, two, three years ago, but because I haven't been drinking much because I've been, you know, pregnant and breastfeeding and having kind of, that's a significant amount of wine. And then the next day I was just like, oh, I just feel disgusting. And that was just one night. So yeah. And it's just a good reminder, isn't it? So it's good. Like, it's funny how when you do a bit of a reset and you get into good habits and then you have kind of like one um, bad patch, you go, whoa, that's right. That's why I went and did all these things because I just feel so much better when I do them. So I think it's nice to have the reminder. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So your third tip. My third tip is saying no. So my poor friends are copying the brunt of this at the moment, but we've all kind of collectively decided to tap out of meaningful conversations until our kids are like 10 years old. Um, And I just don't do a damn thing unless it's necessary these days. I'm skipping my friends' kids' birthday parties all the time because, you know, it just requires so much travel and, you know, logistics and all that kind of stuff. And I just, if anyone expects it, particularly, I think I'll be a bit better at it next year, but this year was kind of about survival and in order to every time we go away for the weekend the actual weekend is fine and Harriet's really good at traveling and we pack up the car and do all of our stuff and then you know when we come home we feel fine but then getting up on the Monday and starting the week and having to go through our normal working week having not been as well rested as we usually are on the weekend and having added uh you know, kind of energy depleting stuff from spending too much time with people. Like I'm usually a little bit better at it than Ben, but because Ben's a hardcore introvert, if he spends a whole weekend with people who aren't me and Harriet, he is just He's done. Yeah. I'm with you, Ben. I get it. (laughs) Um, I usually often feel quite energized, but then I'm also often a little bit hungover as well because I probably drank too much wine. (laughs) But just like those recovery, recovering from weekends away um, is really tough in the first year of being a parent. I'm sure it will get easier as we go along. Um, But yeah, so we, we just say no to a lot of things and we just say, look, sorry, maybe when our baby's five. Yeah, when she's four, four's four's a real turning point, I find. Oh, good. Um, yeah, um, yeah. For just like that little bit more independent, um, you yeah. don't have to keep your eye on them for like every second of the day. Yeah, but, um, that'll be yes. nice because <laughs> there's that. It's that relentlessness when they start moving, and then it's like, oh my god, I can't ever take my yeah, eye off. Yeah, and she again. is. On the move. She's moving. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so my third tip was similar-ish. I'm very militant about my workload at the moment, about what I say yes to. And I think I may have mentioned this in the last episode where I, like, made a list of what I've got on for the rest of the year. And then at the bottom of the list I had to put no new projects, no new projects like seven times just to remind myself. Because, yeah, if I keep on top of – if my workload's manageable – everything's great if my workload gets a little bit out of control like my mood just goes to poo I start getting frustrated with the kids and and my energy levels just 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 drop and yeah it's not fair on them you know so everything kind of right now is like 
if this is going to take energy away from being able to be a good person around my children, then no go. So, yes, I'm very militant about that as well. Yeah. Um, Tip four. So my number four is practicing gratitude. And we've had a lot of conversations about gratitude (laughs) um, in the past. And there's an episode that no one should listen to because it's horrific way back in the beginning of us talking about gratitude. It's like our first or second episode ever. Yeah. Don't go back and listen to it. Awful. Yeah. Uh, So gratitude, like gratitude journals and gratitude diaries and that kind of stuff has not typically been something that Kelly and I have um, found particularly useful in the past. But ever since having Harriet, it's gratitude has been a really big cornerstone for me of getting through every day. And it just, it doesn't matter what happened throughout the day, how tired I am, how difficult a day it might've been. If she's happy and healthy and safe at the end of each day, that's really all I can ask for. And um, I hope it's okay to say this. And I, I hope that you get from this, what I mean to say with Aunt passing away this year, um, that's actually been a really big motivator and big cornerstone for me in seizing every day and um, making the most of it. And when I've had really, really bad days, even even before Aunt died, you had such a beautiful outlook on gratitude and and appreciating the safety of your family. And that's been a very, very big thing for me this year. So yeah, sorry, I'm getting a little bit emotional, but thank you, Kelly. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, it's iron because I'm I'm the same. Well, I was going to say gratitude is my thing as well because um and, and the irony is like how much I'm calling on gratitude right now because in the past I was a bit the same as you that I'm like no matter how hard things are, like as long as I've got aunt and my kids and they're all happy and healthy, like everything else in life is a bonus. And then like yeah, when that kind of got taken away, it was like, oh my like you don't yeah. have but then, you know, I do, <clears throat> I've got extreme gratitude for what we had. Like I'm oh. so grateful for what we had and we had it for so long. I'm grateful for, I'm very aware of the privilege of my situation right now, like, which might sound weird, but, you know, I'm so well supported. We were financially well set up. Um, so a lot of the things that would be causing someone in my situation, a lot of stress and, um, upsetness, I guess, um, I don't have those stresses. So I get to focus wholly on showing up for my kids every day. And I'm just very grateful to be in that position. So yeah, I wish I still had my, you know, yeah. my rock and my th- but my mega gratitude thing to fall back on because it was always very much as long as we've got each other, every you know we can face anything, do anything. Um, but then I also look back and go, well, look, he also really set me up to manage this situation as best I can because of the person that he was and the things I learned from him. So I'm very aware of that and I'm very grateful for it and that is something I fall back on a lot as well. So, yeah. Yes. Anyway, before we both start, go on to your fifth tip. Um, so my fifth tip, this one's on a much lighter note. Uh, so I fully recommend having an 11-month, 11-year-old, 11-month-old that can smell weakness. So um, I used to be a teacher and I, like, I'm not very woo at all. 
Uh, <laughs> but I'm actually very into energy and yeah. I know how transferable energy is. And if I wake up and slap on a fake positive attitude, she's far more likely to have a good day. And also it was the same thing with teaching. Like if I showed up mm. to a day teaching and I wasn't on it and didn't care, I'd have a terrible day because the kids would know I wasn't there. Yeah, because they feed off your energy. They and, absolutely yeah. do and they smell it the second you walk in the room. So I got mm. very, very good at putting on. And it's, as soon as you start faking it, it's so much easier. Like if you yeah. if you jump into the day going, right, we're going to do this, let's go. And, you know, you know, I, I have not slept past 7 o'clock since. Like I know that sounds really <laughs> nice to a lot of people, but like, like that's the absolute latest. And before then it was, you know, getting up several times in the night. I haven't had like a, a proper decent full night's sleep in sleep for over a year now. And, yeah. you know, that's hard because I love sleep and I was very good at it and I liked it a lot. <laughs> um, so instead of getting up and being all grumpy at seven o'clock in the morning and having to go and get her or six o'clock like this morning, cause she decided to get up at six, which was not ideal. But instead of going in and, you know, getting all grumpy and going and getting her grumpy, changing her nappy, I open up her door and I go, Hey, good morning. And she's like, Hey, and you know, we just, <laughs> Let's do this, mom. Yeah, and we like pop on some music and we have a bit of a dance and then we go and make dad a coffee and bring in the coffee in bed. And, you know, it's just, I, I just kind of feel like starting the day with that kind of positive infectious energy really, really makes a difference. Even if I don't feel like it, it makes my day so much better. Um, and also <laughs> I am the mothership of energy. So mm-hmm. that that means that I control the energy of wherever I am. So thankfully, uh, yes. <laughs> you know how there are those people yeah. that, yeah, I'm yeah. that person. And thankfully I'm happy most of the time, but I can take a party down if I'm having a bad day. <laughs> so I need to be really aware of that, especially with Harriet. And it's important to remember that your energy introduces you before you even speak. Yeah, that is very, very true. I like that. Um, and so my final tip is very, very simple. Um, I just stay away from unnecessary drama. I, I've, I've pretty much always done this, but more so always now. I, yeah, I just, I just don't buy into other people's drama. I'm happy to kind of listen to someone vent about something, but I don't kind of feed it or buy into it or make it my problem. I just, yeah, will listen and then kind of I've gotten really good at compartmentalizing and particularly in that area. So, yeah, don't buy into other people's drama because that that's a bad energy thing and that will drag you down very quickly. Um, I had one other thought on energy and this is kind of ties in what we were talking about earlier in the episode. So often people feel tired not because they've done too much but because they haven't done enough of what brings them joy. So you can't mm. stop working, cleaning, paying bills, but you can add in more time with friends, more outside time, more trail walks, more drawing or whatever it is that's that's lighting you up inside. Um, and I actually popped, I had that thought before we had discussed what we were going to be talking about in the earlier section of the podcast, but it's, it was so interesting that we both have added a thing recently that's given us yeah. mindfulness <laughs> and, and peace and kind of a, a break from life. And I was like, oh, that's exactly what that thought was. So yeah, there was kind of proof in the pudding. Yeah, I like that very, very much. So on to our next segment, that's it for topic of the day. And we're going to kick off with 
what kicked our ass this week, Carl? Yeah, so mine is that my neck is not great at the moment because uh, my daughter weighs a freaking ton and uh, <laughs> she's not quite walking yet. So she's she's tottering around and she's sort of cruising around and holding onto tables and things, which, you know, it's it's kind of the time she's supposed to do that. But she's just, yeah, yeah. She's just such a beefcake. I'm like, kid, can you start walking? Killing my back. Um, and I've never had any body pains before, but I've I've had chronic wrist, neck and shoulder pain from carting her around and it's not ideal and I don't like not feeling strong and healthy and well and it's pissing me off. Yeah. Oh, no, that would do me in as well. Both my kids were quite heavy too. Even Mia didn't didn't look – Jaden was always like solid as and heavy as, but Mia was like – we called her dark matter because <laughs> she didn't look like she should weigh what she did. So you would pick her up and go, whoa, and she was always heaps heavier than what she looked like. So, um, yeah, yeah f- suffice to say, both my kids were heavy and I feel your pain because um, I, I did get some unusual aches and pains as well. Um so it kicked my ass was, yes, I already mentioned this, going over to Tassie kicked my ass because it did, it brought up a lot of weird emotions and mixed mixed feelings but then I'm going to kick straight over onto what I kicked ass at this week and I will say the fact that I went to Tassie anyway I mean I did keep hoping for delays (laughs) it would have been so much easier to not go and I'm so pleased you went and that you got so much out of it I am too. I was just like, yeah, you know, I did kind of put it out to the universe to delay me or make me miss flights or do something and it did nothing. In fact, it hurried me over there in in unseemly fashion. Um, But, yeah, I'm so glad I went. And I I guess I'm mostly because, yeah, the the thing I was most, you know, I talked a good game to all my friends um, who were supposed to come, were not supposed to have come, but they were wanting to come. But then by the time I had sent them the booking link, the three spots that were available had been gone. So all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, so I'm going on this trip by myself. And I was like, guys, it's fine. It's totally fine. I would love to go by myself. And then it got to like the day before and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't go by myself. I can't do this. (laughs) And I just said to myself, just keep an open mind, Kelly. Like just do nothing else. Just don't go in with expectations that this is going to be terrible and people are going to hate you and, you know, just – Keep an open mind, and I did, and it just ended up being such a lovely experience, and I'm I'm so glad. So yes, Carl, would you kick ass? That uh, kicked ass. Uh, we built a greenhouse in our backyard Ew. on the weekend. <laughs> I'm ex- right. I'm ex- you are so country now. <laughs> I am so country. You've got no idea. It was like a flat pack one um, <laughs> by a, this company called Maze. They're fantastic. And it was actually really fun. So we put it all together and we did a stop motion of us building it <laughs> and Harriet helping. And it is just the cutest thing you've ever seen. She's just like crawling around and, you know, like hanging out in the veggie patch and then following us around and we're building this thing. And it was just freaking adorable. Um, so, yeah, that was, it was just cool. Like we we put it all together and... Yeah, and we had to move it from one end of the yard to the other and it's it was heavy. Like you could like two people could lift it, but it was kind of awkward. And then Ben rigged up this kind of sled <laughs> out of cardboard boxes and put it on the cardboard boxes and used the right on corn mower to kind of like drag it across the yard. It was hilarious. It was just You a- guys are so wholesome. Have you have you noticed it? Like I'm noticing a lot on Twitter, they go like this is the wholesome content that I needed to see today. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys are totally the wholesome content we need to see today. Look, we we are pretty wholesome, <laughs> but like I, I just walk out like frequently Ben will just come up with this like 
harebrained <laughs> idea and I'll come out and just be like, mate, what are you doing? It actually worked. <laughs> it was really good. But I was just like, I came out, I just was laughing my ass off because he's got like this cardboard. He's he's nuts. So yeah, we we built the greenhouse <laughs> and we're going to have basil, strawberries and cherry tomatoes in it. Watch this space. And so that is just about time to wrap everything up. Uh, Don't forget we have a Patreon page, which keeps straight and curly in your ears and covers our production costs. If you love listening to the show and you want to support it, just visit patreon.com forward slash straight and curly. You can also follow Kelly and I on Instagram at smaggle and at Kelly Exeter. Yes. And finally, do jump in the Facebook group and tell me all about what you think about my leaving shoes on the table <laughs> um, habit, which I think is completely normal. And Carly and my friends think is completely weird. It's- Someone get in there and back me up. I look forward. <laughs> we look forward to chatting more with you in there. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com. Bye.